Come on in, everybody. We got a show for you tonight. I got a show for you tonight. Come on in here, everybody. Let's welcome to the show. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Hey, this is the hey, this is the realest sports show. This is the hey. Y'all everybody know what time it is when the Brother Sports Show come on, everybody. Y'all know how it is. I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and tonight's show is brought to you by and live in the den just by me tonight, everybody. My other co-hosts can't be here right now, though, but they'll be back here soon on the show, live on the show soon. So, I know we've been away for a whole week, and there's been a lot of sports updates that's been going around the leagues today, and I understand that, you know. I do also understand that, you know, a lot of different things have been going on around the NFL today. Starting off with Josh Gordon getting suspended indefinitely for violating the NFL's policy performance enhancement drugs policy and substance abuse. If Josh Gordon hasn't learned enough to stay away from the weed, stay away from the performance enhancement drugs, you know, it, it, it should have told him something. And in my personal opinion on that topic here is, is this. You knew what you were facing. You knew what you was going to get into. If you violated the rules policy, you violated the NFL rules policy again. I have no sympathy for you right now. I have nothing to say about you right now that you... It, it was at first, the first two times, like I said, it was a mistake. The third time, they kind of welcomed you back in here and they said, okay, look, look, if you agree to stay away from drugs and the substances that you're on, the weed, as Stephen A. Smith would say, stay away from the weed, then by all means, I could tell you, you know, okay, Lord, we'll give third chances in the NFL. But this is your fourth time doing this, man. And how long was it going on for? You knew what they made you sign when you joined up on the team that you was on. And 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 you was on a pretty decent team, by the way, too, as well. I'm not sitting up here the one to judge you on your 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 what your background may be, what you what you thinking about doing or what you didn't think about doing. Bro, you should have stayed off the weed, bro. And 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 honestly. Nobody has sympathy for you no more. You was on the Seattle Seahawks, a team that is fighting for their lives to get into the playoffs, and you were right there with a, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it, one of the greatest quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, to ever do it. You know, the play action reads, the read option plays, he could do it all. And I'm sorry, this is the fifth time the NFL has suspended the tw- uh, the 28-year-old for substance abuse. This is the fifth time. I'm sorry, everybody. I gave y'all wrong information. This is the fifth time. Gordon was disciplined in 2013 when he missed two games of, of his breakout year in Cleveland. The wideout played in five contests during the following season due to another ban. His longest suspension for violating the league's substance abuse policy came in 2015 when he was sidelined for a year. The pass catcher stepped away from football during the Browns' 2016 campaign and seek of rehabilitation. 
So you suck. Re you, you were seeking out rehabilitation. And you sought out some help. But at the same token of breath, though, it is, did you really seek out the help that you really needed? Did you spend as much time in the, in the rehabilitation center that you needed? Gordon made his return in week 13 of the 2017 season. He was traded from the the traded the following year to the New England Patriots, for whom he played 11 games that campaign before facing another indefinite inspection December 20 of 2018. The Patriots waived Gordon from injury reserve October, after which the Seahawks added the veteran playmaker. Gordon amused seven catches for 139 yards through five games with the Seattle Seahawks. Come on, man. Come on, man. You was about to make a playoff run this year, man. You had the playoffs locked in. And you couldn't stay away from the drugs. You couldn't stay away from the weed. You couldn't stay away from performance enhancement drugs that will help you perform on the field better. All you had to do, man, was go work out. Work out and go get better. If you was in the pain, you should have told somebody about it. If you were in that much pain and you couldn't get out of bed, you couldn't go do this, you couldn't go do that, talk to the team official, um, talk to the team doctor. Talk to your doctors. Come on, bro. Like, you you, you, you have a chance to make a living in the NFL. You are, one of the, you, you are a good pass catcher. You can go down the field. You can stretch the field out. But all you had to do was stay away from the weed and the enhancement drugs that they told you you couldn't use. That's all you had to do. Ride out to the playoffs. Get you a Super Bowl ring. And then do what you do best afterwards. After you got your Super Bowl ring, if you was going to the Super Bowl with the Seahawks. You're, you're hurting teams, bro. You're hurting them. You're not helping them. You're hurting them. Every year you come in the league, you're doing something with weed. Or you're doing something with performance enhancement drugs. Stay away from them, bro. Like, there, there's no saving you now. There's actually no saving you at all, period. And I wish I could say something on the show that would highlight something that you did great. But at the end of the day, I can't say nothing about it. I can't say nothing about it. I can't say that you can come back in the league maybe two years later or you can come back and be clean and really get your head right while you're out of the league right now. You're ending up to be that problem child that nobody wants to deal with. You're ending up to be that problem child that can't stay away from weed. You're ending up to be that problem child where nobody wants to take a shot at you. And that is sad. That is very, very sad. And you have a chance to become one of the greatest wide receivers one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game. You you could be well on your way to being one of the greatest wide receivers to play the game. And you just can't stay away from the weed. You can't stay away from the performance enhancement drugs that everybody told you, stop taking, stop using weed. Like I said before and on the show, like I just said, if you could not stay away, if you needed help, if you were in that much pain, talk to the team officials and see if they can get some stuff for you to, to get out of bed with. 
Talk to your team. Talk to the players around you that, that probably had the same problem as you. Talk to somebody about it. Be about your, be a man about it. Look, man, I'm waking up every day out of the bed, man. I can't, I, I can't move out of the bed, right? Because I'm in so much pain from taking hits on Sunday. Hey, look, man, I got something for you, man, that you can that can help you out a little bit, though. It, it, it's on the market. The NFL approved these items right here for you to take and to use, and you can go better with these products. Come on, bro. You know they're going to piss test you a lot. Especially if this was your fifth time being banned indefinitely from the NFL. But you can't stay away from the drugs. You can't stay away from the stuff that 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 really is going to hinder your career as being an NFL player. You making millions off of you making millions and you sell and you selling out for a twenty dollar bag of weed. You just drop millions for a twenty dollar bag of weed. What sense does that really make for a twenty dollar bag of weed? When the team doctor could have probably gave you something for free. The team doctor could have helped you out a little bit better with whatever you was going through. Come on out, everybody. I know y'all got a lot of topics, a lot of conversation with this, everybody. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks that that was stupid. You making $4 million, $10 million here, or whatever the case may be, is a, a season this season, maybe four to ten million this season, you gonna drop that over a, a, a twenty dollar bag of weed? And I'm not saying the bag was probably twenty dollars. I'm just saying twenty dollars for a bag of weed. That's what you threw away millions of dollars for for a twenty dollar bag of weed to help you get out of bed every day. Now I'm not in your shoes. I I I, I don't know how the pain feels every day of the week though. I don't know what the weed does to you, but I'm not. Throwing away $20 million that I can get in the league for a $20 bag of weed. I'm just not that stupid to do it. And 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 and, and to be honest with you, I'm not going to be that dumb to throw away my millions of dollars that I can bank on to get some help with for a little nickel bag of weed. Come on, bro. You got to think smarter than that. You got to think smarter than that. But everybody, let's move on to the topics at hand here tonight on tonight's show. Well, actually, you guys won't hear this show until tomorrow morning anyway, around 9 o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> I got a lot in store for y'all tonight. So all right, we're going to move right along. Drew Breezy. I call him Drew Breezy because y'all know Drew Breeze is, 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 is the man. He's a bad boy, too. It ain't just Aaron Rodgers. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know y'all know Aaron Rodgers is that bad man too in Green Bay. Everybody knows Aaron Rodgers is a bad man though. But we don't put enough emphasis on Drew Brees. This quarterback, this guy, been playing almost damn near 20 seasons now in the NFL. And he gets his credit where credit is due though. But this man right here broke a record. Broke Peyton Manning's record. Peyton Manning's record for the all-time list of having the most career touchdowns in a season. No, in a career. 
Now, now, if that ain't tremendous, I don't know what to say for everybody. And if you're not happy about that one, then I don't know what to say about you guys. I don't know what to say for anybody that doesn't support Drew Brees this year and their playoff run that they're going to have this year. They're going to make a hell of a playoff run team. They're going to make a hell of a team this year, and they're going to be the team to beat this year. Drew Brees could set the consecutive completion record in week 16. You know, Drew Brees... It, 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 it's, yeah, Drew Brees, like I said, Drew Brees is your new touchdown king. The Saints look scary as hell. That's what one of the tabloids said out there today. Um, The Saints quarterback who turned 41 in January played the best game of his lifetime last night, destroying the Indianapolis Colts, setting the single game completion percentage record for reasserting that the Saints will be a, as scary as a face to anybody that come in January. And this this is just Drew Brees doing what Drew Brees does. And all he's really looking for is, I would have to say, another Super Bowl so he can go ahead and retire. He's 41 years old looking to retire a Super Bowl champion. And if I had to guess it, that if this year's Super Bowl does not compete with the Patriots and the Saints, Two good quarter, two great quarterbacks in the league today, and I got another part of the show that I want to get into, everybody. If this does happen and it does come about, uh, but another segment that we're gonna have coming up, I'm gonna have coming up later on the show, is gonna be who is the better quarterback? Is it Drew Brees or is it Tom Brady? And I got more in store for that later on down in the road in the show, everybody. But Drew Brees should be celebrating. A, a, a should be celebrating the night, should be celebrating all the time frame after breaking Peyton Manning's record. And Peyton Manning had nothing but the most utmost respect for him after breaking his record. And they are now, even if they are still the number three seed, I think the Saints are the underdogs in this postseason coming about. I, I just can't tell you how great and happy I am for Drew Brees right now if he can make it to the Super Bowl this year. I can't tell y'all how happy that this feeling would be if he can make a Super Bowl run this year and retire a Super Bowl champion if he could beat the New England Patriots or whoever comes out the what I mean out the AFC. And I would really like it to be Tom Brady because these two quarterbacks right here have been battling it out for years. They've been battling it out for years. Tom Brady just got seven. No, I'm sorry, six Super Bowl rings looking for a seventh one. To be declared one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever be on a team like the New England Patriots. This Patriots dynasty, will it come to an end this postseason or will it not? And will this train keep on chugging along for one more year? We won't know that until... The season is finally over and completed. Now, I don't know if Drew Brees can pass this record for setting another record for the single season completion rating. I don't know what he can do about that one, though. But all I do know is, is this. Drew Brees had a historical night last night. And here's some of the things that Drew Brees was saying last night in this post-conference. I don't know how they pick <laughs> how they pick them, right? Monday Night Football, playing the Colts, right? The team that 
you know, we, we won the Super Bowl against 10 years ago, so the, the whole whole uh, Super Bowl 44 team is back for the 10th anniversary, and, and obviously national television, um, you know, big game, and um, now, you know, that record in the balance as well, and just um, just kind of makes you shake your head, you know, just, are you kidding me, you know, I'm not sure how we got here, <laughs> um, it just, you know, kind of makes your whole life and career flash before your eyes. Um, because I, I, I never never thought I, I would have had the chance to be a part of, of something like this. And, and just looking at the entire journey, you know, 19 years from five years in San Diego to 14 years here, and um, all the incredible teammates and coaches um, that I've had the chance to play with and for, um, this team right here, uh, who's very special, and, um, of course, our fan base, the Houdat Nation, everybody in the Dome tonight, everybody watching tonight. Um, you know, loved ones, my family, my kids here, um, you know, both my college roommates, two of my best friends in the world, they were here, <laughs> um, you know, their kids, um, I mean, just just an incredible night, an incredible experience, incredible moment, be able to share that with so many people, um, because all of them are a big part of this. And that was Drew Brees, everybody, from last night's historical night. And, you know, he sounds so humble. He's very, very a humble guy. And I wish I get a chance to meet him one day on his historical career. Like he said, he spent five years in San Diego, 14 in New Orleans, and had his best seasons in New Orleans, and everybody knows that. You know, this guy has been tremendously great on the outside part of in New Orleans, doing outside work in New Orleans, trying to help rebuild New Orleans and trying to help make New Orleans the best place to be at. This guy right here is, in my personal opinion, a true Payton, a true Walter Payton man of the year. This guy has been through a lot, and this guy will go into the Hall of Fame one day once he retires out of the league. And he gives credit. He Later on, he gives credit to Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis for his success later on down the road for all the things that he's gone through. He had the best between Belichick and Tom Brady, Sean Payton and Drew Brees have one of the best relationships ever in the NFL. These two coach and these two coach and quarterback relationship is so strong and so powerful that Sean Payton doesn't have to worry about his offense moving downfield. He doesn't have to worry about Drew Brees in a two minute comeback or if he can't make it a two-minute comeback in this in in a game, in a football game where they're down by three points, getting them in the field goal position to score the tying field goal or to get his team downfield to score a touchdown and win the game, if need be. This is one of the greatest quarterback, one of the greatest quarterback-coach relationships that is still going on in the NFL today. And I believe that when Drew Brees retires, he will be the next ballot first round Hall of Famer come soon, very, very soon. And I cannot wait to see that happen one day. I cannot wait to watch that Hall of Fame game, that Hall of Fame ceremony, because this man deserves it more than anybody in the league today besides Tom Brady. Now, moving right along, everybody, we're going to move just a little along on our show. Uh, the battle of the NFC East 
showdown. Y'all know I love when it comes down to this moment right here because the East has been wide open for a while now. The NFC East has been so wide open that it, it, anybody could have took the East. Hell, the Giants could have took the East. The Redskins could have took the East at a 7-9 record. A 7-9 record if they won out like they were supposed to. At a 7-9 record, the Redskins could have took the East. If the Cowboys would have went down, the Eagles would have went down and lost the remaining of their games. And with the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Cowboys out of the division. Now, it comes down to just two teams. And I love when I get on the topic of these two teams. I love when I talk about my NFC East right now. And 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 I really do love it. So right now, the game time decision is coming up this Sunday. This Sunday will be the battle of the showdown. America's game is coming about this Sunday. Who will reign supreme as the NFC East champions will come down this Sunday. You have the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott may be hurt, may not be hurt. We don't know yet, but we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out later on down the road. You got a young Carson Wentz in the back that is ready and fired up after a win over the Washington Redskins this past Sunday after a showdown he went through just to win this game against the Washington Redskins because the Redskins gave up the hell of a fight against the Eagles in this game, even though the score did not represent the heart of this team. But this score right here represents, this score represents the, the, the not the final score, but that 31-27 score was their final score, really. That last touchdown, I don't believe count. I believe they could have just, you know, ran the clock out or did what they haven't had to do. But unlike defenses, they don't score all the time frame. So they had to score a touchdown on a fumble play. It was the last play of the game. Nobody really tripped off of it, whether regardless of whether they caught the pass or not. It was the last play of the game. But that was a hell of a game on Sunday by my Washington Redskins. And I'll later on get down the road with them too as well for next season when we talk about that later on the show. But the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, the biggest showdown comes down this Sunday. Where will you all be at this Sunday when that showdown goes about at exactly 425 on Sunday afternoon? America's game of the week. Who takes the East? Now, if I have my personal opinion, I don't like Dallas, and everybody knows I hate the Dallas Cowboys with a passion. Everybody knows that I'm hoping and praying that they're the accident waiting to happen this Sunday, and their dreams of hopes of going to the playoffs are tarnished by them damn Philadelphia Eagles that, that are on a high seat right now. And I hope and pray that, you know, that the Philadelphia Eagles can come about with a win in Philadelphia this Sunday coming about. Now, I'll have more for you all on that later on down the road, probably on Saturday. We'll talk about it on Saturday, and we'll get down to Jazzy with it a little bit because I get more opinions on Saturday mornings, you know, when the game time comes up, the heat comes on, everybody's ready with their popcorn on for Sunday night, I mean, for Sunday afternoon games come on, and everybody's getting their wings together, their pizza together, and everything else when when the big lights come on and it's time to nut up or shut up in a game. 
it's time for the biggest showdown. The, can the Philadelphia Eagles take this division again? Whereas, too, can the Cowboys find some dramatical way to beat the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday? Now, this will come down to a battle of the defense. This is really going to come down to the battle of the defense and how the offenses perform in this game. Can Sanders, you know, or Jordan Howard go out there and play mistake-free football? Can Zeke go out there and really play mistake-free football and run the football down their throats like he's supposed to? This is going to come down to a battle of running back versus quarterback scenario here because the running back Ezekiel Elliott we know he kind of slowed down a little bit he only averaging 4.4 yards per carry this season and he has had already two fumbles this year with 11 touchdowns now I, I've seen a guy by the name of Saunders Sanders or Saunders whatever the case may be is go out last this past Sunday and do a uh, do a phenomenal job at running the football last Sunday. Can his team and Zach Ertz put up the numbers that they need to put up and catch passes for Zach Ertz? Can Zach Ertz go out there and catch passes that he needs to catch to win this game this Sunday? Can Carson Wentz not slip up and make the ultimate drop pass? I mean, not make the ultimate mistake of throwing an interception at the end of the game, I should say. And it falls into the Dallas Cowboys' hands and they go out there and they score a touchdown. Can Dak Prescott, for all you cowgirl fans out there, yes, I said cowgirl fans because I can't stand you fan bases. Your fan base make me totally sick to my stomach, but I can't wait to watch this game on Sunday and talk about it that night. I cannot wait to come in to the studio and talk about how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys on Monday morning? I cannot wait to see the accident that you all are waiting to happen. That that you all are that you all are tremendously waiting to see this Sunday at 425. This afternoon that afternoon game. You know, because that is gonna be America's game of the week. That game will be covered live all over the all over this continent, this country. At 425. I don't care where you are. I don't care where you're going to be sitting at. I don't care where you're going. The game of the week. I don't care what they say on TV. I don't care what they say not on TV. But the game of the week. The game of the week. Will be. The Philadelphia Eagles versus the Dallas Cowboys in Philadelphia. And the Philly fans are ready. Philadelphia. Stand up. Because you guys are ready. And if I had to guess it. You guys are wanting this work bad and worse than the Dallas Cowboys. Your defense got to show up in this game. Your defense has got to stop the run game. If you guys do not go out there and stop this run game from Zeke running 100 yards plus on you guys, then you would not have a chance in hell to win this game. You would not have a chance in hell to get to win this game. If you let Dak Prescott get comfortable in that pocket, even though he's not a very good thrower in the game, and he can't beat you that well, he's thrown 11 interceptions already this season with 26 touchdown passes, and he has 4,334 yards this year. Now, I'm not saying Dak is all that great. No, I'm not going to say that. But when it comes down to this game right here, 
you best believe he's going to put on a show. You best believe that he's going to run that ball more times than he has to stay in that pocket. You best believe that they're going to run that ball more times than they're going to be passing the ball in that pocket. This game. This game is for all the marbles right here. Two seven and seven teams, one divisional win can take make a break this season right here and right now. The better record will win. The better season will win. Come on now. It comes all the way down to right here, right now, December 22nd, 425. Who will go out there and win this game? Whether it be the Philadelphia Eagles or the Dallas Cowboys, who is ready to play in this division? Who is ready to really stand out and become that breakout character that everybody is waiting to see happen in the wild card? Who is really ready to see the, 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 the playoffs this year? Who is really waiting to see what they made of this year? Because right now, as it stands in the wild card right now, can the Philadelphia Eagles beat the 49ers? Or can the New Orleans, or will they be beating the Minnesota Vikings? Which team would they play? How would they play? Because can they beat the 49ers in the wild card? Can Dallas Cowboys do that? I have no doubt in my mind that they would lose that game if it had to be them. Can Philly put up a good fight against the Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers? I would say they can put up a little good fight, though. But at the end of the day, we got to see for both sides. New Orleans is hungry. New Orleans is probably going to make it past Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. I highly doubt Minnesota will beat the New Orleans Saints in a game of the playoffs of a wild card spot. I don't think Kirk, I think Kirk is ready, but Kirk has been having a phenomenal season this year. But like I said, everybody, this comes down to the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Will the Eagles make a name for themselves in taking that fourth seed in the play in the wild card spot? Will the Philadelphia Eagles come out there blasting and raving and ranting like they did against the Redskins this past Sunday where they show that fight, that desire, that passion that they showed on the field on Sunday? And I know I keep saying this on Sunday like they did this past Sunday. Can they bring that same energy and that same fight back home against the Dallas Cowboys and put them out of the postseason for good? Can they do that? Can you keep winning and keep them Cowboys out of the postseason? I think you could do it. But then in a, in, a, in a bizarre world that you all do not that you all do not get the job done. And then in a bizarre world that you all do not make it out into the playoffs this year. And the Dallas Cowboys do go against the Seahawks and they make it out of the wild card. They, let's say they make it out of the wild card. You still got to play Green Bay or the Seattle Seahawks in the divisional round. That's going to be challenging because you're going to Seattle or you're going to Green Bay and that bad, bad, bad man, Aaron Rodgers is hungry and ready for anybody that comes out that wild card. Seattle played their hearts out. That's why they got a first. That's why they got a first round bye week right now and they can still secure it. That first round bye week. If the playoffs started today, that is the team that I would say you have to, you have to beat. That is the team right there that's still hungry. Pete Carroll and the, and, and Russell Wilson are the team that's going to need to be beaten. Green Bay, yeah, y'all still hungry though, but I, 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 I praise you guys enough 
that Aaron Rodgers is ready to, to see a conference championship game, though, but it all depends on how hard you work to get there. It all depends on how hard you guys fight in the playoffs. Now, I know for a fact that in this game today, in the AFC side of this game today, it's going to be some bad teams. It's going to be some good teams and some bad teams that's going to come out of this playoff run. It's going to be a good one because the AFC is the teams to beat. And I don't see Dallas nor Philadelphia making it that far to, to the Super Bowl to play one of them AFC teams that is tremendously hungry. But like I said, though, everybody, this game of the week is right here. Battle of the defenses. Can the defenses hold down the fort? Can the offenses move down the field with passes? Can they withstand a whole 60-minute game of football? Who will make it who will make themselves known this year? Who will be the better team this year going forward down the down the down the road? And out of everybody that's out there, who will make a name for themselves? Who's tremendously gonna make a name for themselves? Because if you really think about it, if you really, really, truly think about it, everybody's waiting to see what goes down this week. Because this is the thing that everybody's been waiting on. Everybody's been waiting on to see what can happen next. Or everybody's waiting to see who will take this damn East. Who's going to take the East? Because the East is not locked up yet. And, and everybody's seen Dallas go down the drain. Everybody's seen the damn uh, uh, the, the, the Eagles go down the drain this year. And like I said, the East is so wide open that anybody could have took the East this year. That's how dominant this and sorry the East has been this year, this season. It's been sorry and it's been piss poor play for all teams in the East. Now, I can't say that for Eli Manning and the Giants or Danny Dimes and the Giants. Eli Manning got his first, you know, got his win this season against the Dolphins and who everybody's beating this year, you know, and they got their quarterback of the future. Carson Wentz is the quarterback of the future for the Philadelphia Eagles. Dak Prescott is supposed to be the quarterback of the future for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll figure that out. Can he get them over the hurdle this Sunday? Can he make it over that hurdle this Sunday? Only time will tell. And we're going to keep talking about this topic, keep going on and on the week with this topic, though, everybody, because, like I said, this is the biggest game of the week right here. This is one of the games where you have to pay attention to every key detail in this game. And whether the whistle blows on a, on a fake penalty or whether the whistle blows on the correct call, there's going to be a lot of fighting in this game. There's going to be a lot of dog in this game. But what dog is going to be right there to, to fight harder? It's not, about the, it's not about the dog that's in the fight. It's about the fighting the dog that's going to win this game. That's what it really calls, that's what it really boils down to. That's what it really comes down to. Who has the bigger fight? What dog has the bigger fight in them? What dog is going to go out there and win this game on Sunday? Now, like I said, these two teams are fighting for first place in the East. 
and somebody got to win. Somebody has to win this game. Somebody has to do the the the, the right thing out here and actually put a name out there for themselves. Who would it be? Would it be Dak Prescott and the Dallas Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys? Or would it be Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz going back to the playoffs? Carson Wentz, first time in the playoff game. Can he do it? Can he make a name for himself this year? Because Nick Foles then took over this team for the past two seasons. Nick Foles has gotten this team to the playoffs. Yeah, with your help, but... Can you get this team over that hurdle and keep them keep this team winning? Can you go out there and make a name for yourself? Can you make a real true name that you belong with the Philadelphia Eagles? And in my opinion, with the receivers that you have right now, I think you can go out there and do it. I think that you guys can have the chance to go out there and do something tremendously great with this year. Nelson Aguilar, if he can make it back for this game, which I kind of doubt that he will make it back for this game. You know, I really highly doubt that he'll make it back for the game. But you guys have Deshaun Jackson, who's on the IR list. Aguilar is questionable for this game. Now, all these questionable players, can they play on Sunday? Because you're going to need every weapon that you, that you, every weapon that you have on your team, you're going to need them. Nelson Aguilar, another another wide receiver, hurt. Alshon Jeffrey is on the injury reserve list for a foot injury. Can this team still rally together and make wins? And I think the final score of this game, and it might change over the week, it might change depending on who's going to be out there on the field. But for right now, I think it's going to be a good battle. I think it's going to be a 38-31 narrow seven-point victory for the Philadelphia Eagles. I highly believe, I think, and I believe that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to come out and win this game on Sunday. All right, everybody. Now we're going to switch a little gears here. I know I've been talking about that and running my trap about the Philadelphia Eagles and a little bit of everything that's been going on. In the in in that realm of the NFC East, we're gonna transition over to the Washington Redskins right now. Transition over to the Washington Redskins. Now, there's been a lot of hype about the Washington Redskins a little bit this year. A little hype, little hype, and then there's been a lot of a lot of grooming reports that's been coming out about the Washington Redskins this year. And one is that Bruce Allen will be fired. Or he's still in the hot seat for this season. And maybe he might get fired at the end of the season. And the best bet for the Washington Redskins is to do is to let him go and and let him part ways with with a, with this team. He has to go. And there's nothing else to say about that. He has to go. He hasn't done anything for this team. But bring in players that aren't suitable for this team, in a sense. Now, on that note, can this team find a new president? What are you doing, Daniel Snyder? 
You need to find a new president for this team that's going to come in here and work hard for this team. You need to find a president that's going to come in here and that's going to do the job the best way he can do and stay out of the team business. Daniel Snyder, you already know everybody's calling for your head already. People have been calling for your head for the past five seasons now because you cannot bring this team to the promised land, which is a Super Bowl winning team. Every year, there's something wrong with this team, whether we get put out in the first round or whether we make it potentially to a second round or something like that, we get put out. For the past season, since 1999, this team has not gone anywhere. Nowhere close. Nowhere close to a Super Bowl. Got to the playoffs twice and lost twice. But this team has been nowhere Shape or form. Nowhere in any shape or form to a Super Bowl winning team becoming a Super Bowl winning team that you're praising about every week. This team is not on that road yet. Now you have a young stunner back there of Dwayne Haskins, and I was going to get into that topic in a minute too as well. Can Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith go out there and ball out next year? But in my own personal opinion, and I'm going to go off my notes here a little bit. Who is Dwayne Haskins as a quarterback and a player thrown into the fire by Washington at the end of the season? Because this is really the end of the season. Can he go out there and really help this team out for next year? Can you put the offensive weapons around him that's going to help him out? And the answer to that question is you could build an offseason. There's a wide receiver out there that nobody really wants because he's a headache to the game, but can do phenomenal things with this young quarterback. And yes, I'm talking about Antonio Brown, who we should have picked up a long time ago. And probably could have did us a little bit of justice, though, but even though he's going through his turmoils, but I think with another wide receiver that can stretch the field like he can, break routes, do things differently, and has that chemistry with Dwayne Haskins because they've been playing together. They, they didn't necessarily play together in college, but they played together outside of the football round. They went out there and threw passes. I mean, they went out there, Dwayne Haskins threw passes to, to Antonio Brown, kind of got, got to know him a little bit out there. Can Dwayne Haskins team up with A.B. and Terry McLaurin, who, by the way, in team franchise history, has made back-to-back games of 100 yards plus. First time in franchise history. That's sad as hell. That none of our receivers have averaged over 100 yards in every game plus for back-to-back games plus. Terry McLaurin did, though. <laughs> but can these two, can these three actually bond together, stretch the field out a little bit? I can see it now next season. Terry McLaurin on the le- on the right side, AB or AB on that left side, going out there stretching the field out a little bit better, so that way you can get the passes downfield, double teams, the triple teams on AB, and you're leaving somebody wide the hell open downfield for a touchdown. 
can this happen? Your two top threats on your team, Trey Quinn in the slot position. I can see this team moving forward. I can see this team going, getting better things for the offensive line. Now, I'm not saying that Trent Williams probably, Trent Williams is not coming back next year. Because only time will really tell, even though we said this year he's not coming back at all, period. But only time will truly tell. Can this man really make a name for himself next year on another team? Can he still be that nine-time pro bowler that we all know and love? On another team. Only time will tell. Only time will truly tell. Next year. But can we keep that double-headed monster in the back to relieve pressure off this young quarterback? Can we keep Adrian Peterson healthy for next season? Can we keep him back for another season after that? Can we keep Darius Geis healthy for at least one damn season? An entire season. Can we keep him healthy? Because at the end of the day, you know, this team needs a running back. Chris Thompson is a, is a third down running back for a reason. He's a third down back for a reason because he can get the job done for a reason. As your third down back. You know, can we keep the coach? Or get a different coach that can come in and train Dwayne Haskins up the right way and let him go out there and ball out next season and stop holding him back for, you know, next season. Teach him how to use his legs a little bit. Teach him how to run downfield a little bit. Teach him how to use the pocket. I mean, get out of the pocket and escape the pocket a little bit. This man is taking more shots this year than, than what I've seen. But that's what the rookie, you know, the rookie syndrome season season is all about. You're a rookie. You're going to take some shots. You're going to get hit. You're going to get sacked. You're going to get everything that you deserve in a rookie season. Now, what can you learn from your rookie season is and, your, and develop that into your second season is you got to get smarter. You got to be able to read that defense as it comes about. You got to be able to read what they're doing, how they're disguising this blitz, how they're bringing this pressure on this side. You got to be able to do all these things on the field next year because this season is pretty much done. This is your learning season. This is your learning curve. Now, what everybody's really truly waiting to see next season and this all season is will Alex Smith return? to the Washington Redskins or will he go ahead and retire? Because that is the known fact. If Alex Smith does come back, will he sit on the bench behind Dwayne Haskins next season? Is Dwayne Haskins your starting quarterback for next year? Only the coach can tell you that. Whoever the coach is. I love Bill Callahan and what he's, did, what he's done with this team. I love Bill Callahan for what he, how he's transformed this team into a hungry team coming late at the end. It took some time for this team to get hungry. It did. It really did take some time. But in the same aspect of the same breath, though, is, is this. This team has turned into a monster without Josh Norman being out there. Now, will he be back next year is the question. And 
And with Josh Norman being out there like that, I think it's more to the storyline than everybody's projecting. I think it's more to the storyline of why his numbers have dropped from when he was with Carolina. I think there's more to this storyline than what is being put out there in the streets right now. I think it has something to do with the team. I think it has something to do with the scheme fit. I think it has something to do with a lot of different things. Now, I believe, and as everybody was telling me, I was hearing from the fan base too. What if we switched them over to safety? You know, back up Monte Nicholson for a minute. Come in on some zone blitzes. Come in on some zone schemes a little bit. What if we put him out there on that? Not so much as man coverage, though. But what if we put Josh Norman out there at the safety position? As your free safety. No, not your free safety. Your strong safety position. And let's see how that works out. Because D'Angelo Hall switched back there and did a phenomenal job holding down the strong safety position. For one season with us. For a couple seasons actually with us. Before the team let him go. Can he bounce back at that strong safety position back there with Landon Collins. Back there with him. Cover a man deep. Because you know the corner position going to need some help. Switch up the tempo. Switch up the roles with this man. Let's see how that really works out for him. Try him at a different spot. And see how that really works out for him. Because at the end of the day, if he does it before, to your liking, at least you can let him go this year. You can let him go. You can cut him in the offseason. You can cut him this next year. But I say switch him up and try him out at a different position and see how well he plays, see how well the team performs next year. This, this team has developed chemistry, more better chemistry. And that'll truly depend on this offseason, how much chemistry they're going to build around the draft, around his teammates, and whatever else this team has left to give in the tank for next year. Can we get a left tackle that's going to block real good next year? Can we get an offensive line that's going to hold the line up Strong like they did in the past couple games. Only time will tell for next year. Because our season is pretty much over. Alright everybody. We're going to switch a little gears here. Into Baltimore. Yes for all you Baltimore fans out there. Yes Baltimore. Wow. Baltimore. Baltimore. Wow. What a phenomenal season you all have had this year. Wow. I was not expecting this season to go down the way it did. I was shocked. Lamar Jackson, you broke Michael Vick's record. A single season rushing record. That is greatness. Lamar Jackson, you are doing phenomenal things with this team. And I got to give it up to John Hardball because this man has transformed this team into being something after the Joe Flacco era. And now a lot of team, a lot of player, a lot of fan bases are out there saying, Joe Flacco who? In Denver. Because in Denver, he ain't producing nothing in Denver now. 
But this team has put on a performance like none other that I've seen in the past couple seasons when Joe Flacco was there and after he won them a Super Bowl. Now, I, I, I'm just amazed by the way Baltimore has been playing this year. I've been amazed all season long. And I don't, and sometimes I don't give credit where credit is due with Baltimore, but the Ravens' season has been phenomenal all year long. And I hope and pray that you guys can go to where you guys are destined to go, and which is hopefully a Super Bowl win, a hope a Super Bowl game this year, if you can knock off the Patriots again like you did in the in the regular season, because. I don't even know where the ball is going to have the time frame when, when the Ravens are playing. Whether it's going to the running back, whether RG3 coming in the game, whether Lamar Jackson is holding the ball, running the ball out of the pocket, average scrimmaging yards, or whatever the case may be is. This team has banded together and had a lot of chemistry all season long. And I am very proud of Baltimore. I'm very proud of the Ravens. I'm very proud of the city of Baltimore for putting together and bringing back a team that they lost when this team went to Cleveland. They are on track and they are on pace this year to do great things this year and next year if this team can stay together. Now, I'm sorry that you all didn't get Terrell Suggs back this year and because he wants to come home so badly he wants to come home. He wanted to come home, but he signed with the Arizona Cardinals, I believe, this year. Or whatever team he signed with. I forgot. I can't remember the name of the team that he signed with. I believe it was Arizona, though. Um, if I had to guess it. But, man. Baltimore. Y'all should be standing up on y'all feet every day. Every day. Because your quarterback is doing a phenomenal job out there. He's running in. And I just say, Wow. He is shocking the world after being the last pick in the draft. The 31st pick in the draft, in the first round of the draft, he was drafted at 31. And that was in 2018. He was the last pick in the 2018 draft. This man right here has no other choice but to make a name for himself. And he told everybody he was. Because what I seen go down last year was letting me to believe, leading me to believe that he was going to have a very, very shady year this year. But no, he turned that shit around real fast and real quickly and turned that around into being a phenomenal season this year and leading Baltimore to a promised land of victories this season. And, 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 I don't foresee them losing another game this year. I think RG3 should go in the game and just play the rest of the season out. I believe that RG3 should go into the, I mean, should play the rest of the games out until the last game of the season. But you know how they're going to do it. They're going to game plan for Lamar Jackson to go in the game and play out the rest of the season. They're sitting at 12-2. and two. They took the division, for Christ's sake. They took the division. Come on now. Let RG3 go out there and play the game a little bit. Let, let, let's just see what they do. You're going against the 6-8 and eight Cleveland Browns this week. I, I would at least let him go play against his old team. I would at least let him go up against his old team, though. Come on down and show out like he wanted to. That's what I would do. 
let my star quarterback rest up a little bit, though. But don't get too rusty, though. Don't let him get too rusty, though, because, see, the thing about that is, though, when it, see when you sit down a quarterback for a game and they're, they're, they get comfortable sitting on the bench for a minute, though, because they didn't show it out all year long. And when that playoff time come around, they be all out there shady. It, 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 it's not comfortable for them to be in the pocket. They're not doing the same things they did all year long. So I would caution the Baltimore Ravens on that one, though, too, as well. I would highly caution them to not sit them down all both games, though. I would let them play the first half of a game, but don't let them get too hurt. Don't run too many plays with him like that, to run the ball like that a little bit until the postseason. You got, what, two games left this year? You got two games left. That's this Sunday and next Sunday. You got two games left. I would play him for the first half and let him sit down. I would let him play for about, yeah, two quarters and let RG3 come in the second half and play the game out. Then in week 17, I would let RG3 play the whole entire seat, the rest of the game out in in week 17. Who are you guys going against? Pittsburgh? Nobody really cares about Pittsburgh. You guys won the division already. You guys should take a bow for yourselves. And like I said, you guys have done a great job this whole year. And I am proud of Baltimore. I am happy for your team. I am happy for the fan base that you guys get to bring home, that you guys will bring home a division championship trophy this year. And you guys can be claimed the AFC, what is, I believe it's the AFC North, yeah, the AFC North title this year. I am proud of y'all. Congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens this year. And congratulations on making it to getting a first round bye week in the in the playoffs this year. Now, I know we didn't get the chance to cover. I'm gonna save this topic for the next show because I want a lot of opinions on this next show for about who is the better quarterback. And I want to hear the, all the comments and I want to see all the ratings that come on the show about. Who's the better quarterback? Is it Tom Brady or Drew Brees? And I'll say that for Friday morning, Friday morning show. Who's the better quarterback? The top is in the coming up next show. And Oakland gets his final game in um the Raiders get their final game in Oakland, which was a sad loss for them in the in the black hole. They'll be moving to Las Vegas next year. So you guys better be ready. Because Oakland is gonna come out in Vegas next season. And I'm ready to see what their new stadium is going to look like. I'm ready to see what this team is going to look like. And I'm also ready to see how long this team lasts in Las Vegas for. Because I believe this team will go back to the black hole because that's where they winning. That's where they were winning at. Um, and on the next show, we'll talk about some NBA. How can the Wizards change? Can the Wizards turn around their season? Can Golden State, you know, get out of last place and try to make it up somewhere in in this season? We'll all take care. We'll take note of that in the next show coming up for you guys. I thank you all for listening to the show tonight. I'm your host, Mark, aka the Vet, and you know what this is. This is another edition of the Real Sports Show. Everybody, y'all stay tuned for to uh friday nights friday morning show everybody i'm mark aka the vet y'all and i'm signing out peace